Amen. Thank you, Rick and team, and good singing, everybody. I'm excited. Uh, if you were not here last week or if you were not here at the beginning of the service, I'm excited to uh, announce to those of you that weren't here that Rick has accepted our offer to be our director of worship as well as our director of students. So happy to have Rick and his wife, Tracy, and their family uh, as a part of our church family now. Very exciting, very exciting. I want to welcome you. Uh, if you're our guest this morning, a special welcome to you. Uh, so glad that you're here. Know that there's a lot of options. Uh, know that finding a church family can sometimes be a difficult challenge. We want to help you in that in any way we can. So uh, please uh, let us know if you have things uh, that you have questions about. If you'd like prayer, there's a little prayer card in front of you. Hopefully you can also find the prayer card, prayer request form on our CC app. We have a mobile app around here. So uh, thank you. Welcome. Uh, glad you're here. And also I got surprised this morning by some longtime friends from Tulsa, Oklahoma that came uh, through the neighborhood and joined us for church. So I'm looking at Robin and Linda over there. Thank you guys for being with us. If you need some stories from me as a, as a four-year-old on up, they've, they've seen it all. So uh, good to see you guys uh, here. We have a lot of folks uh, out this morning. Uh, we actually have some members that are in Australia this morning. We have other members that are in Rome this morning. I know we have some leaving uh, for vacation this week. I know uh, Adzel and Jess are headed to London tomorrow morning. And we're just sitting here in Frisco. I mean, I know we're not supposed to covet, right? But uh, let's just go ahead and confess our sins right now, okay? I, I had my time at the beach. I'm restored, but uh, I feel bad for those of you here, right? <laughs> just kidding. Hey, uh, go ahead and open your Bibles, if you will, to the longest chapter in the Bible. The longest chapter in the Bible is Psalm 119, okay? Psalm 119, and just kind of keep your finger there. I'm actually going to have some of you uh, call out a verse in a minute as we get there, okay? But before we get there, let me, uh, let me ask you this question. Have you ever been in a place, perhaps like Rick was a, a few weeks ago, where you're waiting for a call? You're waiting for word. You're, you've been applying for a job and you're waiting to hear. Or maybe you're the employer and you're waiting to see, are they going to accept that time of, of, of waiting on the word can be nerve-wracking, isn't it? Uh, I'm 43 years old. I still have a mom who wants to know, uh, wants to get word when I've arrived at my destination for vacation, right? That's still the world and the worrisome mom that I've been dealt with. Uh, maybe you've been waiting on word about, uh, are you going to make the team? You've tried out for next year. Are you going to make the team? Maybe you're waiting on word for, uh, will the bonus come in? Maybe you're waiting on uh, the, the approval from a supervisor. You want the uh, spur on this project, you want to lead this project, and you're waiting uh, for word. I remember uh, a time in my life where I had talked with my boss about a specific pr proposal and changing my job a little bit, and I r wrote up, you know, a couple pages of ideas and brainstorming and, and sent it to my supervisor, who I never heard back from, and it just became this thing that wasn't ever given. To know uh, the word or to know where we stand is uh, a pretty big gift. 
And it's something to be thankful for. And as we think this morning about Scripture, about God's Word to us, we, I think, are often tempted to say, yeah, you know, we've got the Word. But we don't realize how for those uh, early followers of God, for Israel to have God's Word, for the early Christians to have God's Word codified, to have it inscripturated was such an incredible gift. Because in the ancient world, gods were capricious. You didn't know what they wanted, how to appease them, how many there were, what, what would uh, earn their favor. And we forget that, that in, in Scripture, in God's holy word, we have his will, we have his plan, we have his love expressed for us. And we see that clearly demonstrated in Psalm 119, this longest chapter of the Scriptures. And I want you all to just have your tablet open in front of you. Be with me on Psalm 119, and there's 176 verses here. We're not going to read them all this morning, okay? But I'm going to take the microphone uh, over here to Dave Job, and I want you to just, I want your eyes to just peruse those 176 verses, and when you see one that just kind of grabs your attention, just call out the verse number, okay? And I'm going to have Dave Read that verse out loud so he has the microphone and other people can hear it. But uh, just peruse. Take a minute and peruse. Skip around those 176 verses. And when one just hits you, call out that number. Verse 11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Excellent one. Somebody else on this side. Thirty-four, Dave. I'm going to use Deb's Bible. This is where the electronic Bible may not be the most helpful. Yes. Thirty-four. Give me understanding, and I will keep your law, and obey it with all my heart. Great. Somebody else. Eighteen. 18, open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. Somebody else? 105, thank you, Les. 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. Thirty-seven, I think I heard. Thirty-seven. Turn my eyes away from worthless thing. Preserve my life according to your word. Seventy-six. Seventy-six. May your unfailing love be my comfort according to your promise to your servant. Couple more. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. I heard twenty-four. Your statutes are my delight; they are my counselors. One more. Oh my goodness! Uh, over here, I think I heard seventy-one first. Sorry, Doug. Seventy-one. It was good for me to be afflicted so that I might learn your decrees. Wow. 
You see the, the repetition there, 176 verses, and the psalmist goes on and on about delighting in the law, and it's good for me to know your word. And, and we see that theme all throughout Scripture, that God's word is this gift that is given to us for our good and for our knowledge of the one true and holy God. Oh, that our hearts would long for God's word the way the psalmist longs for God's word, that we may treat it with respect and as, as the life-giving word that it is. When someone writes to you, 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 you want to read it, especially if it's someone you love, especially if it's someone that you adore. I remember as a, as a little kid, my brother uh, was a huge Dallas Cowboys fan and Tom Landry fan, and I remember that Ryan wrote a letter as a nine or ten-year-old to Tom Landry, and guess what? Coach Landry wrote him back and signed the letter. And guess where that letter from Coach Landry went? In a frame and on his wall. For the 18 years, first 18 years of his life, it was framed, it was on their wall because that letter mattered, right? Those words were important. Here's someone that I esteem. Here's someone that took the time to write to me. I heard a, a funny story this week from, from Jay, actually our children's director, who told the uh, passed along this story to me about a little boy who wrote to an author and uh, about his love for the author's work and he even drew a little picture in there and the author wrote him back and also drew a, a picture to the little boy and drew a picture of a wild thing and the, the boy's mother wrote back to the author and said, my son loved your card so much and the wild thing that you drove that he ate it. <laughs> he literally ate the card. Because he loved it so much. You know, the Bible in the Old Testament speaks, uh, the prophets speak about eating God's word, digesting God's word. And I don't know about you. I mean, I'm a pastor. I, this is supposed to be my deal, right? But too often, I, I'm cold toward the word. How many copies of this book do I have in my office, at my, in my home, on my tablet? And yet I treat it as a not the life-giving power that it is. In this summer season, we're talking uh, about this word dwell that's kind of been our theme word for 2018. And we're talking about how the, all throughout the scriptures that we're told to dwell in God, to dwell in worship. Last week, we talked about dwelling together in community. And today, we're talking about dwelling together. In God's word, the word dwell means to live or stay as a permanent resident, to live or stay as a permanent resident. You're not just visiting God's word, but you're living in it to linger over, emphasize, or ponder. We are to be not people that just kind of uh, take God's word for granted or come to it on an occasion where we're really uh, flat out 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 of options, but our daily bread, our daily fuel. Turn with me now to Colossians chapter 3, if you will. Colossians chapter 3, we're going to look uh, for the rest of our time in just one verse, verse 16, Colossians three sixteen. And as we look at that, would you just bow your head with me again in prayer? Father God, we just we come to you this morning and we just confess that we don't love your word as we should. We don't see it as the gift and the power that it is. 
And Holy Spirit, I just pray in these moments right now that you would get our attention, that other things would uh, not have our mind right now as we focus upon your word, and that you would stir within each of us a greater hunger and a desire for your holy word. Lord, we have been hearing spin and lies and advertisements and distraction and noise all week long. Would you help us to focus now upon your true and holy word? And would you make us people of your word who know it, live it, share it with others? God, make us people of your word. It's in the word made flesh, the person of Jesus that we pray. Amen. As we think about dwelling on God's word this morning, we find a place in Colossians 3, chapter 16, where it tells us, Paul tells us exactly that. To let the word of Christ dwell in us. Uh, Read along with me, Colossians uh, 3.16. You can read along silently as I read out loud. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom and singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. With thankfulness in your hearts to God. We see in this uh, just one brief verse that the the word of Christ works in three directions in our lives. Three directions. It works inward, it works outward, and it works upward. Okay, inward, outward, and upward. First of all, I want us to look at how it works inward. He says, let the word of of Christ, (laughs) excuse me, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. I love how Eugene Peterson in the, uh, the message paraphrase writes this. He paraphrases this, let the word of Christ, the message, have the run of the house. Give it plenty of room in your lives. Isn't that great? Let the message have the run of the house. Give it plenty of room in your life. The the word here, dwell, the Greek word here is enoikeo, enoikeo. And it comes, it it has another form, the root of it is oikos, which means house, and it's really talking about live here, dwell as a, as a permanent resident, continue coming back here to God's word. And notice how he describes it. He says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, not poorly, not partially, not briefly, not occasionally, but let it dwell in you richly. What's the alternative, I ask you this morning, if we're not dwelling in God's word? We're not dwelling in God's word, and the word of Christ is not indwelling us. I I would offer to you this morning, then, what is dwelling in us is what? The same things, maybe, for you that dwell in me. Fear, right? Worry about the future. Maybe it's lies. Maybe it's the world's values that are squeezing in on your heart, and what's dwelling within you is uh, the lies and the the values of uh, the world that is opposed to the ways of Jesus. But we'll dwell on something. Something will have our thoughts. Something will be permeating our mind. And the scriptures will say, let it be God's word. Let it be God's word. that And God's word that functions not, uh, here we are in the summertime, but not as, if you will, a suntan lotion, an additive, if you will. God's word is not something we just apply on as a topical to kind of keep us out of danger. But the Bible would describe God's word as something internal, the very fuel or food, if you will, 
that gives energy and sustenance to our life. It's not an additive. It's the very fuel and food of our life. Now, I want to get real practical with you this morning as we talk about God's Word, and I want to offer you a tool this morning as we think about the Word of Christ dwelling in us richly. Uh, Those of you that know me well know that often I carry with me two tools uh, in my life. One of them is a journal that I've just been journaling, has been a part of my life and part of my walk with the Lord for a long time. And I love the journal helps me both in the Word of God as well in prayer. A lot of things get uh, put in here, things I wouldn't want you to see. (laughs) Uh, If you find my journal, don't open it. But uh, things where I've wrestled with God's Word, things where I poured out, but the journal is one big tool. But another big tool that I've used through the years, and it really, as I thought about it, Uh, This week, it's really been about 20 years now, is uh, a pack of verse cards, which are called uh, the Topical Memory System. And a mentor, uh, a guy who discipled me in the faith, and it's been 20 years ago now, uh, had me purchase these cards. It's called the Topical Memory System from a, a, a mission organization called the Navigators. Some of you are familiar with the Navigators. I see you nod your head. But these are 60 verses that just need to be a part of our DNA and who we are. So I could have done a sermon this morning about, hey, have a Bible reading plan. We need to read the Bible. We need to listen to the Bible. We need to uh, do all those things. What, What I chose to do this morning is to emphasize the idea of meditation and getting the word in us through, get this, scripture memory. Now, this doesn't get a lot of amens or a lot of uh, yahoos. Uh, The last time I asked our men's Bible study to uh, do a series with us on scripture memory, the attendance just dropped off dramatically, okay? Uh, For some reason, we've got it in our head that we teach our kids scripture memory, but then when we turn 18 or 21 or 25 or probably more like 40 when we get losing our mind and we can't remember anything, we're just going to forget it with scripture memory. Uh, brothers and sisters, may it not be. And I want to challenge this. I, this, is, this has refueled me, this has rechallenged me to pick these cards back up and get these in my mind so the Holy Spirit can use them to remind me and to fuel me through the day, through the weeks. Because this, as the psalmist says, hide God's word in your heart. God's word I have treasured in my heart that I might not sin against thee. So there's 60 verses that I I believe every Christian ought to just know. We ought to have memorized. Now, for those of you that are cheapskates, you can do it your own way, okay? That's why I have this three-by-five card. And there may be others that are not part of that system, and you can just buy one of these uh, spirals, and you can add verses that uh, jump out to you. Uh, verses that come to you as you're reading that I need to commit that to memory. And so what I've done in addition to those verses is I've got uh, a couple of these things and I just try to flip through here regularly, memorizing and meditating upon God's word. Now here's the deal. Here's the incentive this morning. I uh, spared no expense and I went out and spent hundreds of cents on some of these blank uh, index cards. And today, Today only, until they're all out, there are some blank index cards on spirals out there at the Connection Center. You make a dash out there after the service, and if you you just want to grab one of these and begin this discipline of getting God's Word hidden in your heart, okay? They're out there on the the Connection Center. Also, there was that website, 
uh, for the navigators. You can, you can also just go to their website, print off the verses, and then make your own, obviously. Okay? Fred's leaving right now because he's so busted. Too much coffee, wasn't it, Fred? Okay, never mind. That's embarrassing. The word of God to dwell in us richly. Richly. And it dwells in us richly, not just to stay uh, within us, not to help us only, but also to work through us. And that's where we see the second direction, that the word of Christ works inward as well as outward. Look at the rest of the verse. He says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And then he goes on teaching and admonishing whom? One another in all wisdom. See, it goes from in you to one another. And this gets back to the same idea that we talked about last week about being in community with one another centered around Christ and his word. So as we put God's word in our hearts, uh, the Holy Spirit uses that to be able to minister to one another. See, it's not just the preacher or whoever happens to be teaching up here on a Sunday morning that is to put God's word in you. That's not my job alone, but it's one another's job. So as we're in our community groups, as we're in men's and ladies' Bible studies, as we're having coffee with one another, that we're just admonishing and encouraging and teaching one another with the word of God that has been put into our minds and hearts, right? Underline, if you underline in your Bible, one another. You know, I think uh, the world is looking for something spiritual and the world is looking for something powerful. And guess what? There is no other word as powerful as the word of God. It has an energy, it has a power to it that no other word has. That does something within us as the Spirit uses it in our hearts. I hope you've experienced this. And I experienced this just this week as, as, a, as a friend texted me in the morning a scripture passage that was exactly what the Lord needed to use to put into my heart. And immediately, it's, it's, it's experiential. You just feel a surge of power almost from the word of God has, has rid me of worry, has given me the promises of God that are true that I can hang on to. If you want something powerful, you need the word of God. It's living and active, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. In a world that wants to dance with power, we have the word of God. Powerful. There's a uh, story of Vince Lombardi. Most of you know Vince Lombardi, legendary uh, football coach. There's a story of a reporter who asked Coach Lombardi, he said, why are your teams so good, Coach? And Coach Lombardi's answer is classic. I just love it. Coach Lombardi answered the reporter and said this, because we block and tackle. The reporter, everybody blocks and tackles. But Coach Lombardi said this, no, but we block and tackle. What's Lombardi saying? He's saying, there's some fundamentals, and we've mastered them. Blocking and tackling. And church, let it be for us, blocking and tackling, just the word and prayer, worship and witness. These are just the fundamentals, blocking and tackling, that we're people of the word. It's powerful. It does its work in us. Let us be people of the book, blocking and tackling, fundamental, and as, as individuals as well as corporately as a church. For people to say, oh, that Centennial Church, I know what they're about. Man, they, they study the Bible. 
Man, they're, they're people of prayer. They're people that share their faith. This is, this is just the blocking and tackling of the Christian faith. Notice he goes on and says that part of this ministry to one another is in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with, thanks, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Not only is Scripture powerful, but Scripture and song put together is incredibly powerful. Parents, one of the most powerful things we can do in our kids' lives as we drive around as we're at home is to put the Word of God with music on the radio, what we listen to, what we're playing at home, because the Word of God with power mixed with music gets, gets in us the way few other things, if anything, so we see here that the, the, the word of God is not only working in us and to one another, but also, as you see at the end of the verse there, it says that it results in uh, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to who? To God. The word of God is in us, giving us fuel, but it also the word of Christ also leads to the worship of Christ. The singing together of the body is, is, is not just the worship team up here singing to us, but it's us singing to one another, encouraging one another through psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in our hearts to God. Ultimately, the scripture that is in us shouts right back to the God that we sing about, giving him praise. Before I move on to that, when I talk about the, the one another, let me make this one point of application. Talked about this last week. Um, not only, uh, I, I would hate for you to hear this sermon and just think I need to be in God's word and I need to do my spiral notebook. Uh, but I would also hate for you to make the opposite error, which is just to say, if I just am in a Bible study group, that's sufficient and I don't have to be in my in my study by myself. We need to do both of those, both the individual as well as the corporate, the personal as well as the communal, right? Admonishing one another. Are you getting the word in you personally? Are you in corporately, communally with other people in the word of God? Because guess what? There's going to be places you and I get stuck. And in community, in a, in a ladies' Bible study or a men's Bible study or a community group, we can work it out, not only understanding it, but applying it. I told you last week, we have 10 opportunities a week for our community to gather around the word of God to encourage one another and to become people of the book. 10 opportunities a week. Our ladies are starting back this very Tuesday night. This Tuesday night, 6.30, studying the book of Philippians. Ladies, get there. Dads, help the ladies get there. You can take care of the kids. If you can't, you've got a bigger problem, okay? Take care of the kids so mom can get uh, to ladies' Bible study. It begins this Tuesday night. Ten opportunities throughout the week to be around the Word of God, to get the Word of God in us, dwelling within us, upward, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. The Word of Christ results in the worship of Christ. The word of God is our fuel for worship. Worship is a response to the word. 
We worship Christ. We celebrate Christ because we, he has revealed himself to us, and he does that primarily through the word. The word of Christ here, let me go back to that, because the word of Christ, that, that uh, preposition there, the genitive there, of Christ, can mean both the word about Christ and the word from Christ. And I think it's, it's, it's right to say both of those. As we are meditating on the word of Christ, we are meditating on the word about Christ. We are meditating on the word that comes from Christ. Ultimately, we are looking in the scriptures, not just for moral directions or what we should do right from wrong, some, some law that we should morally uh, try to keep in step with. Ultimately, as we look at the word of Christ, we are looking at the person of Christ. We are coming to this book, not out of habit, but to know a person, that person being Christ, who is the visible image of the invisible God. We come to the scriptures again, not to know morality, but to know Jesus, the word of Christ. Jesus himself said this, John chapter 5, verse 39 and 40. He says, you search the scriptures because in them you think you have eternal life, yet you, refre yet you refuse to come to me. What's Jesus warning there? You can know all about this book. It's necessary, but not sufficient. Because you have to come to Christ for eternal life. These, these pages, this word of Christ was given to us ultimately to reveal Christ to us. Luke chapter 24, it also describes as Jesus is walking with some of his disciples, the end of, of Luke there, uh, verse 27, sorry this isn't on the screen, but as Jesus is walking with his disciples, he asks them if they're understanding what they've been seeing and hearing about that. And the scriptures go on to say, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. What is that saying? It's saying that this ultimately testified not to a code of ethics, but to a person, to the Lord Jesus Christ, that all of these scriptures together are pointing us to the King, to the Savior, to God in flesh, Jesus. We don't go to the scriptures, we don't memorize uh, a spiral of Bible verses to be smarter Christians. We come to the Word to know Jesus. So I want to ask you in conclusion this morning, what is your commitment level to know the scriptures in order to know Jesus? Does the word of Christ dwell in you? Do you have a plan? Do you have a strategy? Do you have a community in which to get the word of Christ within you? We are uh, blessed beyond measure. We have this in our hands. We have multiple copies on our shelves. We have it available to us electronically. We have it all over the place. Is it, but is it all over us? Is it in us? Blocking and tackling. May we be people of the book. 
can you pray with me? Father God, you have not left us in the dark. You do not have us wondering what your will is or what you are like, but you have revealed yourself through history, through Jesus, and through the scriptures that have been preserved for us. Oh God, would you stir within us a hunger and a thirst for your word, and may we find it powerful. May we find it the fuel and the food that our bodies crave. May we come to it daily for nourishment, for encouragement, for hope. May we, may we share it with one another, God, encouraging and exhorting one another by the word that is so powerful. God, make us people of the book. Make us people of prayer. Make, make us worshipers of you and witnesses for you. God, help us to stick to the basics. May your word work powerfully in our hearts. May your word work powerfully through us so that Jesus gets glory.